You know I'm a big fan of enjoying life while still being smart financially. That's why I love ButcherBox. I can get a variety of high-quality meat, seafood, chicken, and pork at an amazing value, all with exclusive member deals delivered to my door with free shipping always. One thing I just never wanted to cut out of my spending plan is eating good food. And with ButcherBox, I don't have to, and neither do you. Where else can you get free protein for a whole year? Yes, you heard that right. One of my favorite go-to dinners is a salmon bowl. I'm not even a huge salmon lover, but ButcherBox's wild-caught salmon is oh so good. I make a nice little marinade, saute some veggies, cook the salmon, and throw in some weiss. And it is an amazing dinner. If you want to take less trips to the grocery store and always have prepared meat in the freezer for a lot less money, you need ButcherBox in your life. Sign up at butcherbox.com etm and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com etm. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Hey friends, Shauna here, and today feels like a really good day to reboot one of my favorite episodes, and also one of the most downloaded episodes about budgeting, why it sucks, and how you can finally get a plan in place that will make you feel happy about the whole thing. I learned how to budget back in college without really knowing that I was budgeting, and since then, I've also asked people all around the world what makes them enjoy this whole budgeting process. So I'm bringing you all the know-how in this episode to refresh your mind and hopefully bring a bit of joy around one of the most hated words in the English language. Millennial Money with Shauna Compton-Gaines. It will expand your brain. already one of our biggest fans of the pod, but I want to invite you to go deeper behind the scenes with me every single month. Get all the scoops on what I'm loving, catch up on popular podcast episodes, and check out a video with a money tip in each monthly email delivered straight to your inbox. Plus, since I'm a big fan of having dessert first, I'm going to send you an exclusive bonus podcast episode, five minutes to reset your money mindset when you sign up as an added treat. Head over to mmoneypodcast.com and enter your email address in the box on the homepage to sign up.
Again, that's mmoneypodcast.com. I can't wait to see you behind the scenes. So I've got six letters for you. B, U, D, G, E, T. Probably one of the most despised words in the English language. That letter combination. But that's because you're thinking about it all wrong. And I believe that we have built up society around convincing you that budgeting is this horrible, terrible, awful thing. Like if we're looking at the spectrum of doing the dishes, the laundry, and taking out trash, like putting together your budget may be somewhere towards the bottom of that list. But a budget isn't a set-in-stone document that is some formal decree telling you what you can and can't spend money on. Oh, my friends, I'm here to change your mind if you're ready to join me. My first experience with true budgeting was when I was in college and running a business and it really wasn't budgeting. I just needed to make the numbers work. They just had to make sense. And I had a set amount of money and I had to figure out how to best allocate that money. And each year we raised between $100,000 and $250,000 to put on a film festival. And I was 19, 20, 21, and 22, I believe, before I sold the business. And for me, that was a lot of money. And I had to pay myself and a lot of expenses, pay taxes, and spoil Hollywood celebs who came out to our events each year. There was still a lot of things that I had to manage. And without really knowing it, I learned how powerful seeing between the lines uh, was. Like I I was learning these skills that now I look back and I'm like, wow, had I not had that experience, I wouldn't have been able to hone those skills, nor would I be able to talk about it with you the way that I can talk about it. And I'm so thankful for that experience. But I really want you to just wipe away whatever preconceived feelings and notions that you have about budgeting and just try to hear what I'm saying to you with just open ears. And again, you take what works for you. You throw out what doesn't work for you. I'm just here to bring you some ideas and maybe expand your brain just a little bit about thinking about something differently. Writing numbers on a piece of paper won't get you anywhere. I'm going to say that like 10 times with an exclamation mark because I really mean it. It's not enough to write numbers on a piece of paper. And if you've been frustrated with with budgeting and and you're saying to me, Shauna, I have written these numbers on a piece of paper and they do not work. I get to the end of the month. I don't have the money that it says I'm supposed to have. And I'm so frustrated and I'm just going to tear up this piece of paper It's because just writing the numbers on a piece of paper doesn't get you anywhere. That may seem really controversial to stay, but I'm not not here to mess around with you. I, I really want to give you some maybe new ways of thinking about this. So if you wrote down your income and your expenses on a piece of paper, let's say more than a month ago, and you haven't touched it, that isn't a budget. I don't know what it is. It's a figment of your imagination. And the reason it is, is because you can write whatever you want on that piece of paper. And we all do it. We are all so guilty of it. I've done it myself 10 times over. You write the number that you think you want to see or the number that you have in your head, but that number is so far off from reality. Now, of course, there are some numbers that are 
realistic. You probably know how much you're going to spend on certain things that you you spend that same amount of money virtually every single month. So I'll give you those things. No problem with those things. It's the things that were a little bit more like loosey-goosey on, like eating out and entertainment and shopping and all of those fun things that are maybe frustration relievers for us. Those are the things where it tends to get a little dicey. So what are you going to do about it? You're going to throw out that silly piece of paper because it's not doing you any good. It it hasn't gotten you very far already unless you're just somebody who is a ninja budgeting person. Like you are all over budgeting, then okay, I, I'll, I'll see you and I'll raise you a couple ideas in this episode. But for most of us, this is something that we struggle with and that is difficult. We don't talk about it. We don't talk about it with our friends. Nobody wants to admit that you're not good at this stuff or maybe that you don't know what to do or how to do it or that the numbers don't make sense to you or that you can't figure out why you're always over budget or you can't figure out why you can't save money. We don't want to talk about that stuff, but we should talk about that stuff. I'm going to talk about that stuff. (laughs) So hopefully I'm going to give you some permission to talk about it, or at least for you just to think about it and have some sort of awareness about it. And experts tend to try to make the process of budgeting so hard. And between you and me, it's not. It may be a little hard work in the beginning, but it's not that hard. And it's just not, I don't know the best way to put it, but whatever we've created in society to believe that there's one way to do budgeting, or if you don't do things this way, you're wrong. All that is just BS. It's just complete and utter crap. And what it does is it just keeps you stuck in a place because you feel like you don't know the rules. You don't know how to do it. And so you need to give yourself permission to obviously make mistakes, but then to realize that there isn't one specific way to do everything. So all you can do is share your ideas. All you can do is try and pick out gems from here and there and and try them in your life and see what works for you. So if budgeting isn't putting numbers on a piece of paper, then what is it, you ask? Well, good question. All right. So let's go through some some things here. I'm going to I tried so hard when I was putting together this episode. I'm like, gosh, I just want to go back in my memory vault and pull out every little trick or idea that I've given to somebody over the years, what's worked for me. And and I'm hoping that there's something in there that sparks a, a light bulb in you or just an excitement about this. Because that's my hope, really, is at the end of this episode, you're like, wow, I'm actually excited to go do this. That would be like a really good day. (laughs) So before you think about the numbers, I really need you to think about a few things. And we don't do this enough. We don't think about stuff, the the crap that's built up in us, the reason why we do certain things. We just want to go straight to the numbers. And I think we need to fix some of the other stuff or not even fix it, just have some sort of general awareness of it. Then we can go to the numbers and the numbers then are going to, it's going to be an easier process for us. So my question to you is, 
why do you dislike looking at your numbers? And I want you to be honest with yourself. I've shared my story of years and years and years of not looking at my ATM receipts. I would go to the bank, I would drive up, I would deposit checks, I would take out money, and I would not look at that ATM receipt. I would fold it up, I would stuff it in my wallet, and I just, I didn't want to see the numbers. It's so ridiculous because I had money in my bank account. I don't know what I was thinking, but I just, I didn't want to deal with it. And then I, of course, had to rip off that Band-Aid in a major way when I went through divorce. I had no choice. I had to look at the numbers. And it wasn't so scary. And actually, it was like, okay, I think I could find some better ways to allocate the money. I think I could figure out how to do this better. And so I was kind of like, why in the world did I not look at the numbers all these years? It was just some crazy thing that I had built up in my head. And I am, I don't know if you call it type A or what you call it, but something with numbers. If if I have the number in my head, I stop, start subtracting all the bills that are coming up and all the weekly expenses, and it starts spiraling. And then I get in this this fear mentality, this fear mode that there's not going to be enough and what's going to happen when there's not enough money. And it's ridiculous because it's a lie. It is not the truth. So what lies are you telling yourself that are keeping you stuck? Those are the things that I want you to figure out. And also figure out your why. Why does it make you anxious? Why does it make you depressed? Why does it make you stressed out? Why does it make you frustrated? Whatever that word is for you, why does it make you that? And really think about it because you've got to figure that out before we can ever work on building the good money habits. It's just like getting rid of the gunk, getting rid of the crap that is in your brain, that is in your mindset that's stopping you. Uh, I don't know if you've become a fan recently of the Marie Kondo tidying up series at all. She seems to be everywhere. I read her book actually when it came out. It feels like now a couple of years ago. And it's just the whole process of like tidying. When when your place, the place that you spend a lot of time in is tidy, your brain is uncluttered and you can be more creative and you can have more focus. So it's that same thing with your finances. And once we get the gunk out of the way, then we move on to the pretty stuff, the fun stuff. What do you want your life to look like? And this may seem dreamy and airy-fairy, but I promise you, this is the stuff that makes the shift happen. This is the stuff that just blows open barriers that have built up in you, years and years of you not being able to move your life in a certain place, or maybe you've been stuck in debt or whatever it is. I'm not saying that this just radically pays off your debt, but the mind is so freaking powerful. If you could understand it, even if you just tiptoe into this area with me, I promise you're going to have some sort of realizations that maybe you haven't had before. So I want you to close your eyes. Okay. Don't do that if you're driving. Please don't do that. Uh, But I want you to think about what's not working in your life. What are you striving for? Is it to buy a house? Maybe you want to start a family. Maybe debt is crushing your spirit. Maybe it's something simple like you just want to feel better about your money situation. Figure out your why and get it really crystal clear in your head what do you want your life to look like? Like, let's just say we fast forward a year from now. We are in February 2020. 
who are you in February 2020? How different are you from the February 2019 version? I know I hope to be a lot different. Uh, so where are you? What have you been able to achieve? And I need you to just like throw out, well, but, but I don't know about this, but I don't know about that. Oh, screw all of that. I want you to be honest with yourself. What do you want February 2020 version of you to look like? And I need you to get that crystal clear in your head. Sometimes I draw a picture or do a vision board. You know you, so do you. Well, we'll keep that vision in the forefront of your mind because that's really important. That is going to get you through those moments of, I don't want to do this. I don't want to follow up on this. It's, it's the same thing if you were telling me that you wanted to lose 20 pounds or you want to go run a marathon or you want to climb a big mountain or whatever it is. It's the same motivation that you attach to achieving that thing. Then it makes the process that you go through more enjoyable, I think, because if you know that you're doing certain things every day or every week or every month, you should also attach that to, but that's getting me closer to that vision that I have in my head. If it's not, then you should reevaluate, of course, what those things are. If you're if you're doing the right things or not doing the right things, that's a whole other podcast episode. <laughs> uh, but now that you have that vision in your mind, now it's time to get to the numbers. We have to get to the numbers. We can't not get to the numbers. We have to get to the numbers. And I don't want you to think about budget again in the traditional sense. So here are some things that have worked for me and others that I've worked with. Again, you use what you want, but the important thing is that you have to know what you're spending your cash on point blank. There is no way to get around that. No way to get around that if you want to reach that vision that you set. Seriously. But it's not so hard, my friend. Uh, and I know this because I've done this myself. I've been on both sides of the spectrum, kicking and screaming, I don't want to do this. I don't want to look at this. And then I've been on the other side like, wow, holy crap, this actually works. So I'm speaking to you from my own personal experience, but then also speaking to you as an expert of having done this process with so many people, some of them kicking and screaming and they didn't want to change. And so nothing changed. Some of them kicking and screaming and then they made the change and it was like, whoa, life just became like a full spectrum of colors to them. That they didn't even know existed. And the crazy thing was it was right beneath their nose the whole time. It, I wasn't doing any sort of magical trick. It was just right in front of them. So you know your income. That's the easy part, give or take, right? I'm self-employed, so for me, it's a bit all over the place. And if that's you, just find an average that you can work with, just some number. And then anything over that average is bankable cash that, that you have to deal with. Deal with, that's a terrible word. That you have to put in some really exciting places every month. In those moments when money is just not moving as fast as your dreams, Earnit provides the financial momentum you need to keep moving forward. Earnit is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. You just download the Earnit app and verify your paycheck. Then you access up to $100 a day as you work and you can leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. I honestly would use Earnin in lots of different ways, but what's on my mind recently is 
I need a night out. I need some good tacos to sip on a few virgin margaritas and celebrate you all helping this podcast earn 26 million downloads. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security. Gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in Talkin' Money under podcast when you sign up. It will really help the show. Talkin' Money under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank, subject to your available earnings daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical? If that's you, please, please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because, let's be real, life is expensive. I want to make sure you reach your goals, so you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated, all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress towards your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash ETM. Here's what I love. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this. They release updates every two weeks, and they even allow customers to submit suggestions, vote on requested features, and view the product roadmap. This, my friend, is totally original. Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top-rated personal finance app. And now, listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash ETM. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash ETM for your extended 30-day free trial. I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise, and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied, or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know, it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete Me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete Me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. (laughs) I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have Delete Me. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. 
Delete Me is not just a one-time service. Delete Me is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash etm. Go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use code etm for 20% off. Okay, listen, like many of you out there, I love Notion, our sponsor today. And I honestly use it every day for my notes and journaling. I also track our family expenses and I manage all of our household to-dos. Notion has been such a lifesaver in helping me get a lot more organized because that's not one of my strengths without stressing me out. Notion is a place where any team can write, plan, organize, and rediscover the joy of play. It's a workspace designed not just for making progress, but getting inspired. Notion is the AI-powered workspace that can summarize things like meeting notes and automatically generate action items and help you get answers to questions in seconds. It will honestly blow your mind. Notion is for everyone, whether you're a Fortune 500 company, you're a freelancer, you're starting a startup, or you're a student juggling classes and clubs, or you're somebody like myself that just really wants to get organized. Try Notion for free when you go to notion.com slash etm. That's all lowercase letters, notion.com slash etm, and start turning ideas into action. And when you use our link, you are supporting our show, notion.com slash etm. So then we've got the income, super, super easy part. The second part is what is the stuff that you have to pay for each month? Your rent, your mortgage, minimum student loans, credit card payments, car payments, groceries, etc. Know that number, right? Because that's what you're going to subtract from what you make. That's how much you have on average each month. The, the number that's left is the number you have average each month for all the extra stuff, right? So we've we've paid for the stuff that we know we have to pay for. They absolutely have to pay for. Now we're dealing with all of the extra stuff. And this is the part where it just all falls apart for everyone. Everyone. I want you to hear that. And I want it to just really sink deep down in into your bones because the common belief is that you and only you make mistakes with this stuff or overspend on certain things. And that is so far from the truth. But this is where your focus needs to be. If you want to make radical changes in your finances, if you want to make radical changes towards your goals, the extras is where you should devote your attention because this is where so many aha moments happen. So I don't care if you use an app or an Excel document, post-it notes, you've got to keep your eyes on these numbers. And one trick I do is I track my extra spending every day in the notes section of my phone. This is just my process. But I look back at the end of the week and I give every item that I've spent my money on a one, two, or three rating. Ones are good. Threes are bad. Twos, I'm going to either move those to a one or three. It just depends. 
So threes are expenses that make me (laughs) upset, that I get frustrated about. Like, I know I shouldn't have spent more money on shopping online today. I didn't really need it, et cetera, but I bought it and now I feel super crappy about it. Ones make you elated, like so super happy. I loved that green juice I bought. It brought me so much joy. I was so happy. I felt totally good about it. Whatever that is for you. All right, so you've got your threes and you've got your ones. And so I work each week to get rid of the threes going forward. And this is my system, but it works for me really, really wonderfully. So I just wanted to share it with you. At the end of the month, you must, must, must look at where you spent your cash and balance that against what you thought you would spend for the month. So traditional budgeting is you have that crappy piece of paper where you write down everything for the month and it's not accurate. You have to have the accurate representation of what happened with your cash that month. You absolutely have to. How are you going to figure out anything if you don't actually know where your money spent? It's just so, so, so key because then you can see the patterns. They start to emerge and maybe you find out there are days where you felt really bad about yourself or about your job and you overspent okay, so how do you correct that? How can you make that mindset shift? How can you reattach to the vision or the goal that you're trying to achieve? Because if you can do that, maybe you can counteract that. And the only reason you're doing that, the whole only supreme reason is so that you're in the driver's seat, you're in control of your spending. Because every day you make these tiny steps, you're actually stepping towards that vision and not away from it. Do you get it? Do you see where the shift can happen here? So you don't need that that piece of paper. If you like that piece of paper, use it. Make it work for you. But make sure that you're also putting on that sheet of paper a separate column of what actually did happen with your spending that month. If not, use my system. Use my one, two, three system. Love your ones? Fine. I'm not giving up my ones. My threes? Eh, Maybe I need to find out something better to do with my threes because that's cash I could put directly towards my goal. Whether I want to pay off debt, whether I'm trying to save for my house, I can make a behavioral shift with my threes and route that money someplace better. My twos, I'm going to make a decision. I'm either going to say, you know what? I I actually do love this expense. So I'm going to move it to a one or I'm going to say, eh, No, this is a three and I'm going to cut it out. And this is how you little by little make these monetary shifts. And everybody is looking for, they're looking for the perfect scenario for this stuff to work. And it's not, it's just little by little each day. And the shift that has to take place is seeing the participation in keeping tabs on your spending gives you these numerous choices to make the decision. Do I spend on this? Can I put the money towards the goal? That doesn't mean giving up on living the life and having fun, all sorts of stuff, because those ones, those things that make really happy, they're critical to your happiness. They're absolutely critical. But give yourself choices. This is a great process. And the choices part is what 
ultimately helped change our finances, change my life, and help me feel like I was in charge of my finances, even when things were a little rocky, when I didn't have as much money to to work with, I still kept with the system. So you see, you can throw out the word budget. Absolutely just throw it out of your vocabulary. If you know how much you need to make each month to cover the expenses you have to pay, then you have decisions of what you're going to do with the rest. What do you save? What do you spend? What do you use to pay off debt? What do you use to have fun with? What do you use for your vacation fund? All those sorts of stuff. But let's put you back in control and throw out the sour feelings with budgeting. Your plan is simple. It's how you're going to bring that vision of your life that you told me just a little bit ago that you had into reality. And oh, I want this so bad for you. And I'm in this with you. I'm doing this too. I'm doing this day in, day out, right there with you. We're doing this together. You may get down or discouraged or frustrated, but please don't focus on needing more money in order to make this work. It's not about how much you make. And I don't know how many times I can say that because, again, that's a societal norm that we're sort of all brought up to believe that we just got to grow up and make a crap load of money. Well, a big pot full of money doesn't mean anything. I've had people that I've worked with who have had more money than you and I can even imagine. And they are broke essentially at the end of every month. So the myth that you just need a lot of money and then everything in life is going to be so super smooth is an absolutely ridiculous myth that I hope I can blow up for you. Because I have seen people with relatively low salaries that are wealthier wealthier than people I've worked with making millions and millions of dollars a year. And it's just because they're more in the driver's seat with their money. It's about how you plan for what you have, how you use it, the decisions you make. Money comes and goes. That's a reality. I have lived my life already with money ebbing and flowing. But no one can take away a new positive money mindset that you have. Nobody can take away If you're able to say, you know what, I got rid of the crap from the past, I got rid of my whys, I understand why I make certain decisions, it's not that you're never going to make them again. I'm I'm not going to tell you that's not going to happen. And who cares if it does? I don't care. That's life. But I want you to understand that stuff. Then I want you to get that vision in your head. Then I want you to track those extra dollars that are going places that maybe are better served. Just take a little tiny step every single day. Tiny, tiny, tiny steps. Even if your goal is so super big, take it day by day by day. You don't do good today. Who cares? Move on to tomorrow. It's not a big deal. Don't focus on it. It's just about putting these tiny, tiny steps together. They're going to lead to such massive change in your life. Hey, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Remember to subscribe to the podcast. It's absolutely free, and you'll make sure you never miss an episode of Millennial Money. You can also listen to all our episodes on Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher, and Pandora.
we've all spent more time with family lately. It can feel like old times, but your mind is on the future too, and what you can do to shape it. At Sandy Spring Bank, we work with clients to help them grow and protect their money with wealth management, trust services, and insurance, so they can enjoy today and ultimately pass along their wealth. We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about your dreams. Visit sandyspringbank.com slash wealth. Wealth and insurance products are not FDIC insured, not guaranteed, and may lose value.